The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! We knew what was working in the business and what we needed to invest money into. And I think that for new founders, it's like, don't get distracted by those headlines about like who raised what. Like, stay in your lane, really figure out what is resonating with your audience. And then when you're going out to raise, it's just better conversations. Immediately, we like, okay, we want to hire very specific team members because Sif and I can't hire interns anymore. So you want to level up the team. We wanted to, you know, up our creative. We really wanted to up the people that we were dealing with in, front, in terms of partnership. We want to work with better people. We wanted to be able to work, guys, even with like celebrities. And this is a story behind how even Haley Bieber ended up investing in the company because of these efforts. Sif and Nish are back on our show. This conversation truly goes everywhere. It is like you are out to drinks with us. We talk about everything in this episode. Friendships, relationships, being married, working together, entrepreneurships, building a business from scratch. We even go in to product innovation. But what I liked about this episode, and I told them this after, was it felt like it was just like friends catching up. We were laughing our ass off. I think that you guys are going to like this because this one really represents what our show is all about, which is like a bag of Chex Mix. You never know what you're going to get. Also, The Skinny Confidential has launched a collab with Array. Could not be more excited about this. We launched a tincture. It's called La Depuff. And basically, it's designed to enhance your water in the morning. It's so easy. You're probably already doing something really healthy to your water. Maybe you're adding lemon, ginger, mint, whatever. But now you can add a tincture of La Depuff to your water. I'm obsessed. I've been drinking this probably for the past like six months. I do it in my water every single morning. It's like really herbal tasting, really natural, holistic. It has dandelion root, lemon balm, fennel seed, yellow dock, and red raspberry leaf. And I am telling you, every single ingredient is designed to de-bloat. Anyway, we get into it in this episode, amongst other things. On that note, Sif and Nish from Array, the company that is absolutely crushing it on social media, Haley Bieber is an investor and a fan. Sif and Nish, welcome back to the show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I want to start this episode out because obviously we've had interactions multiple times over the last years. But the last time you're on the show, I was looking it up right when we sat down, was June 28th of 2021. You guys have to go and listen to that episode for many reasons. You'll hear why in this episode. But not that you need this praise from me, but I think I'm not proud, more proud of two people that we've had on the show. You guys have just fucking crushed the game. You know that. I don't want to tell you. But like, I think what's crazy and what I like about doing this podcast is we, you know, we get to meet different people at different times in their lives. And then, you know, we've been doing it long enough now where you see them later. But I'm not kidding. In a two year period, you guys have done so much. And I think it's so inspirational, not only for us, but for people listening to see how much you can get done, which is a spark of an idea. And so it's a short period of time with a little bit of, not a little bit, but a lot of hard work and dedication. 
So congrats. Thank you. I feel like we've lived a hundred lifetimes. Like we were talking about it when we got here yesterday. We're like, oh my God, we were here in May and because for Dear Media, right? And we were like, oh my God, like it's only been four months and it feels like a billion things have happened. Like in that time, this has materialized. Like we're 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 going live with this. Like it's it's wild. It's it's crazy because when we when we first talked to you, when we last talked to you guys, we were literally in the midst of moving to the US. We didn't have visas. We were still in Canada. It was me and Sif and two other people on the team who are not even full time. So it's basically just me and Sif running yeah, the business. It's crazy. Now we have 14 people on the team. We have a office in LA. We have moved there full time. Yeah. We have four products. We've raised money, which you guys are been amazing investors of. We have grown the business literally, guys, like 40x, 40x the business. I love to hear in that. In two years. <laughs> it's insane. And we're, we're going. It's like a rocket ship. How long have you guys been in business? All together now, three and a half years. Three and a half years. And what I find so impressive, and we can really hit on this, is your execution. You guys execute. You move. You sort of like don't sit still with your... like. You, it's almost like a tumbleweed. Can you guys talk about from when you were on the podcast with you and Sif as employees and two others to now with 13 employees? Talk about the evolution of that. And I really still recommend people go back and listen to that. And listen to this one, but then definitely listen to the other one. So I know that you guys have talked about this as well, but it's something that Nish and I really, really believe in, which is launch fast and iterate. And I think that's something that we have never been afraid to do is just go for it and do things. And we're not afraid to make mistakes. And listen to our customers and iterate based on feedback. So I feel like we've just been really quick. Like we experiment with things all the time. We're constantly testing things like Nish comes from kind of a tech background. Right. And so our company motto, I feel like is AB test, AB test all of it. Yeah. I think we just, we, we like prefer speed over everything right yeah. now, just in the early stages of the company. Like if we're not moving fast enough, like it drives everybody on the team nuts. And so for what's been really important for us is like, okay, what product are we going to launch next? How are we going to execute on the marketing behind it? And the most important thing actually, guys, is we've been so focused. Like we have not strayed from the mission of the company one bit since when we talked about, talked about it two years ago. And we've just, we're doing more of the same thing than doing more of many things. So what I mean by that is like, until we are at the 1% of operating the business in so I'll just give you an example. So until we are one of the 1% of people who are doing influencer marketing the best, we don't stop iterating on that. Until we're the best at Facebook ads, we don't stop iterating on that. Like we're not, we don't care about TV ads. We don't care about, you know, big commercials until we're just the best at what we're doing today. And so we just try to achieving scale of what we're doing in the moment. I want to talk about a lot of this. And I think there's so many directions, but one thing I think is so interesting about this conversation is we had documented on this show the initial conversation when you guys were just getting started. It's something that I wish that Lauren and I did more of in the early days. It's just like, I mean, we did some of it, but just, you know, a lot. I wish we did a lot more because I think there's so many lessons and so much value for people that are thinking about getting started. And at a point, like so many people get overwhelmed thinking, hey, I have too little resources or I don't have money or I've never done this or I've never tried. And I think you guys are both examples of literally we had that conversation and then you guys have been executing so hard ever since. And I think back then it was before you had raised, was it before you had raised Yeah, when we came in, it was like literally we were talking to you about how gnarly it was to raise money. (laughs) Yeah, and so I want to talk, I want to talk about that because I think, again, people think that they need to have all of these resources to get started, but you guys, you know, 
were, were doing a lot of stuff before you had that and then you did it. So maybe talking about some of the early days of what you guys actually did, because I think it's a, it's a drastic change to where you are now from where you came from. For sure. I, when we started the company, guys, we did not think of raising money. Raising money was the last thing on our mind. For us, it was Steph and I put our wedding money into the business. That's how we started the company. It was, it was not a lot of money. We put it, we, we bought inventory and we went really hard on things that mattered. For us, mattered, what mattered the most was really good products. We put everything into product development. We put it into brand because we knew this we wanted, to, we wanted to build a brand that would last. So we put a lot of money into thinking behind the brand, the story behind the brand. And then lastly, just one way of marketing it. And honestly, like there was like two people that put us in the map. Lauren, you're one of them and Melissa Wood. That's it. That's yeah, all it, was, it took. It was like, it was you guys. Like I, and I'm like eternally grateful to Lauren and Melissa for like everything that they've done with them. And I always tell people like we wouldn't be where we are, especially in the early days. I'm not joking. So I feel like we were so hyper-focused because the thing is like we didn't have the money to pour into all of these things. We didn't have the money for a big splashy launch. But what we did was number one, like focus on getting the product into the hands of people who we thought would a love the product and be like move the needle for us. And number two is also creating community around it. So like even just with our customers, our whole thing has been like, how do we treat our consumers like influencers as well? So like creating virality through like, for example, like for our first like year, we would send out Polaroids to every single cu customer. And like it was Nish and I manually taking Polaroids. Like the, what, what were the Polaroids? We just Nish with I the shirt off? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why people bought exactly, it. Exactly, there we go. <laughs> all the girls are loving it, Michael. All right, all right. You know, there's there's this proverb. Is that how you say it? I don't know. You probably said okay. proverb. Is it proverb? proverb? Yeah, it's proverb. Okay, okay. okay. you're good. Okay, Here there's comes another a, review. There's a, <laughs> it says, if you chase two rabbits, you only catch one. And you guys are an example. You don't, I think it's what? if you chase two, you don't catch either. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't even okay, know. Okay, there's, there's a proverb. Carson, double check that for me. But I think it's if you chase two rabbits, you end up catching none. Oh, no. uh, sorry. Hey, sorry, he's right. I'm much That's more, what I meant I'm to give you a compliment. If you chase two rabbits, you catch none is, is what I was trying to say. But you guys are an example. You've chased one and you've chased it hard. And that really shows. You see so many entrepreneurs now get so many different ideas and they try to do all these different things. And it's like too much. Carson gave me the thumbs up that I was right, but keep going. Okay, Michael. Michael was right. <laughs> another record. Another Anyways, record. but you guys have done the opposite of that and you've done it so well. So I think that there's something to be said about, like Nish said, really focusing in. Can you talk about how you learn to have that focus? And is it a discipline that you do every day? Like, where does that focus come from? So at the end of the day, the goal is to build the biggest thing possible and as, as, as fast as you can, because we are all so excited to build. And we were thinking about this. We're like, well, you know, in order to build the biggest thing possible, should we start Array? And then should we add on a second line of pet supplements to this? And then should we do, you know, clothing? And then we were really thinking of all these options. And we're like, well, no, because if you were to do that, then you need more team members. And all of a sudden you get distracted. And we're having such a hard time even doing this one thing. Why would we do the second? And then in the process of thinking big, you realize the actual way to get to that end point of being as big as you want to be is actually focusing on one thing and doing it as well as you can. And what I would notice about myself is whenever I would go and speak to people who were doing you know, more things than I would be doing, that company was never bigger than my company. But the entrepreneurs would always speak as if they were doing more than me. And I was like, this doesn't really make sense. And then when I go and speak to people who are actually doing it, they have like they're just doing a few things, but doing it really, really well. And it's a matter of uh, a little bit of experience because I've, I mean, just experience from working in other companies where we have just focused on very few things and done them really well. And also just like talking to the people is 
it's just so blatantly obvious that the biggest companies have founders who are focused on nothing but just the company and they don't need it's, it's more of an ego thing than it is like oh let me go and let me go and actually execute on the company also i think that one of the one of the i guess like curses quote unquote of being an entrepreneur is you have a lot of ideas okay and like you think that a lot of things are good ideas and it's not that things are not good ideas it's just that time is a finite resource and if you can't focus on one thing and like doing it really, really fucking well, I, I feel like you lose the plot, you know, and it, it's so tempting to be like, oh, my God, like there's that idea. No one's really done it. And it would be so great. If, but no, just like keep on doing the thing that you're doing. No, you're 100 percent. Somebody I, I'm not going to say what and how much, but somebody came to an, with me to an or came to me with an opportunity the other day. And I said, Unless it is going to be X amount of revenue or money per year, I'm absolutely not interested. And we're not talking like it wasn't like, oh, this is a little bit. It was like a good amount. But I'm like, unless it's this level, I can't. And the reason I said it is it's all opportunity cost. Yeah. If I start focusing on this, even if it's a meaningful, like, quote unquote, number, but it takes away from the main thing that I'm building it actually costs me more to do that, right? And people don't, people, this is where people get fucked up and they get distracted. It's like, oh, okay, I've got this thing. And now I'm like, I hear all these people talking about building multiple revenue streams. I don't think they think about this the right way. It's like, you can build one really, really strong revenue stream that could be massive. And then maybe you can get some passive activities. But if you're trying to build two or three active revenue streams, you're just going to diminish the first one. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think that in order to do something really well, you need a lot of intense focus and just intentionality behind what you're doing. Like, even when we were talking to Lauren just before we stepped into this interview and we're like, this is this is the first collaboration we've done, right? Like it's the first co-brand that we've done and the amount of work that went into this and just the amount of focus that's required to crush something like this, like you just, it's like laser focus. I would love for you guys to just tell me when you say the word focus and you say you're focusing on something, what is that focus? Like, is it, is it supplements? Is it bloat? Is it community? What are the things that you focus on? So for us, we when we launched Array, the idea was we're going to solve an array of problems for people. OK, so this could have gone a lot of ways. However, something. I never knew that. That's pardon? Yeah, I exactly. Never knew that. But I like that. what happened over time was that we started to notice our consumer feedback and they really trusted us for like gut health things. OK, and gut health kind of lies at the center of everything else. But we were like, OK, we can do 600 supplements for different issues, or we can be the leaders in this particular category. So when you go to a CVS aisle, for example, you're seeing all kinds of crap there for like over-the-counter things for gut health slash digestion issues. There's so much and there's so much crap out there, literally. And so we were like, we want to be the brand that really solves this for people and be the leader here. So that like when I when we say focus, like that's what we mean, that like we hone into that piece of feedback and like try to be the best at it. And and just like one thing that happened, actually, that was this was not the original root of the company. Mm -hmm. We started off and we wanted to we were in the midst of building other products. And we actually had put in money into building other products when this came to us, this idea of like really just focusing in on gut health. And so like to the extent of talking about focus, Lauren, we literally have inventory of products sitting there, which we invested money into that and we're never, great. yeah, yeah that we're never going to launch. And they're amazing products because it does not fit the focus of the company about what we believe in and the route that we decided to take instead. And 
And so, and this also actually just dives also into the way we uh, structure our entire team. So we have this thing called the top five, where every single person in the company is focused on five things for the entire month. And that way, like we, everybody knows exactly what it is that they're working on. And it is order of priority. Literally, guys, you go and ask anybody in the team, hey, what are you working on? They will have things in on a piece of paper, which is, which is like numerically driven things that they can point to being like, I'm working on this. This is going to result in this. And by the way, all of my team members, it ladders up to what I want to do. And I, what, why do I feel like that get Lauren's assets is on someone's list? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is on five people's list. It is number one. Get Lauren's assets. Why hasn't Lauren turned in TikTok? Where is Lauren's pictures? I am actually dead, honestly. I will say though, that's about my wife, I know she drives people nuts with this stuff, but I, she always I'll comes through. You, in the end. I know, I know. Go ahead with your top five. I'll tell you in a second. Go ahead. She drives okay. me nuts with it too, trust me. Is, is and and so the, and the reason we do top five is because usually people can only really get through three things, and these are really big things, okay? And and the reason we have five is because we have two things that are stretch goals, and then the two things we put there because it gives us an indication of how much can this person do, and if there's two more things we want to do, why are we not able to do them? Do we need more people? Is it because the person who's in charge of them cannot do them? Is it because the organization is not set up to do so? It just also gives us visibility in the future, and this whole team all of array is structured around this goal and it's just so aligned guys like everybody like the ship is moving together give us an example if you can of a couple of these things on someone's list besides wrangle lauren so it can be something really simple right and we like break it down into micro goals so for example like we're doing our launch with like butcher's daughter for example right so it could be like get like get all the assets out to butcher's daughter that could be one for like our head of events for example okay or like it, for another person it could be like get every piece of asset to lauren for approval first like it it's like for my team it's like specific things like that right and it's like typically like five things or like for me it's like have a successful full launch which means a b c d e you know what i mean so yeah it's but like, just to get deeper in that stuff when yeah. you say have a successful launch mm -hmm. right you're actually associating what the what the, the definition of a successful yeah. launch so it means like okay whether it's selling through a number of units yeah. whether it is becoming profitable on the the partnership we're doing how quickly do we actually want to sell through that and then there's strategies associated yeah. to that launch metric that you want to do, exactly, which yeah. your team is also putting like numerical numbers behind. So it's very tangible, exactly what they want to achieve. Drop the mic, Nish. <laughs> do you guys run your life like this, your personal life? Yes, I have a top five for my personal life as well. Like every month I have a top five for oh, my personal life. You know what's life. interesting about you two? Michael and I are polar opposites uh -huh. of brains. I'm way over this way and he's way over that way. But you two actually are, to me similar in this sense. So Nish actually taught me to be data driven because by nature, I'm extremely creative and I veer more towards you, Lauren, where like I'm I'm organized in the way that like there's like a method to my madness. But it's because of Nish and we've been together for like 12 years now that I'm able to think this way, you know, where it's like there's like a lot of focus behind everything that I do, like everything that I do in my life is like data driven now. And like I'm not naturally like okay, that. But what does that mean in your personal life? Like, what do you mean it's data driven in your personal life? You mean like you setting goals of how much money you want to make? You Nish setting is, goals. Nish is smirking I want to understand how you apply all these practices to your personal life, because Michael's going to like get a boner. He loves this shit so much. <laughs> 
So for example, I was saying to Lauren, Michael, I think you'll be happy about this because I'm part of Dear Media. I was telling her that when it comes to my podcast, I'm a very data-driven person in the sense that I want to know what people want to listen to. Like, what are they interested in? And I get a hint of that by looking at my numbers. And so when I'm talking to my producer at the end of every month, I'm like, I need to know, like, what are my top performing episodes? Like, where where are people putting their focus? And that's What's your best episode. Ooh, honestly, guys, it's been my solos, which is really shocking to me. No, that's not it's shocking. Not shocking. Do you know, it's it, I mean, I keep saying this to everybody, like if you put the Dear Media hat on, like the audience I've seen, I mean, not just with this show, but I've seen across a lot of the shows. Now I see a lot of the data, like they come for the host and people forget that sometimes they think it's just like a guest. Yeah. It's like the guest is only going to do so much. They have to, you, the people have to love the host. But that was the data driven piece. Cause I was like, I don't want to do solos. And like my, my producer was like, that's always in your top 10 episodes. Like, please do more solos. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll try it. I don't know why people care, but they do. And you know, so that, that, that was like a data driven piece or like another one with health, for example, is I noticed my HRV low, levels were very low. Okay. It's because I have thalassemia, which is like a genetic disease disorder, whatever you want to call it. And I really wanted to work on that. And I wanted to work on my resting heart rate also to do with my thalassemia. So I was like, I, whatever wellness practices I do is catered towards like working on these two numbers and these two numbers only. And that was like my, like my life's focus on wellness was like to do with that. So that's what I mean by data-driven. Like I Look like, of course, not everything is metric driven, but these are just like examples of certain things that are metric driven, even in my life. When it comes to planning a future, mm-hmm. are you guys like, I don't know, I rehearse my future in my head every single morning. I like will rehearse not only how it looks, but how it feels. Joe Dispenza, shout out. Like, yeah. I will literally feel grateful for things that have not happened to me as I'm rehearsing my future. I swear to fucking God, it works. I do it every single morning. Michael knows not to bother me. He did bother me the other day and I almost <laughs> beat your ass. But Sorry, do you guys have things that you do to really plan your future? You strike me as two people that do. You guys, I'm going to tell you guys the craziest story, okay? So we, we, it was a long road to get our US visa, okay? Like we're Canadian and it was just like long because of COVID. It was like a whole thing. And every day in my journal, Every fucking day, I wrote about the very specific home I was living in in West Hollywood. This home did not exist, okay? (laughs) It was a figment of my imagination. I couldn't, like, I wasn't even legally in the country. But I was like, this is my house. It has this much natural light. This is what my kitchen looks like. This is my backyard. This is how my life is going to be. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make coffee in this corner. Like, it was so specific. Shit you not, the house that we live in, like, I've looked at old journal entries and it's exact. So when like Lauren, you know, you're talking about like, do you have specific ways of planning my future? No, I'm like, I am psychotic because I'm a very visual person and I need to talk about how a place that future kind of makes me feel. And I'm very granular. That's not surprising to me at all. I think I I had a meeting with some of the team members of Dear Media early on. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling them like, listen, like I'm living in 2024 already. That's where my mind is. I'm like, my mind is not in 2021. It doesn't exist here. Like I, I, I'm actually already living there. And I think the reason people get in so much trouble when it's building a business or a relationship or a life is they have no idea where they're going or where they want to go. It's just, they're just running around like a ship in the wind without a rudder. They just have, there's no, there's no vision or, and, and no belief of where they're actually going to go. They say, oh, I'm going to go through life and one day I'll figure this. Like, no, you have to have a vision. You have to have a goal. And not only that, you have to actually in your brain 
see yourself already as that person living in that space. Easier said than done. Because if you don't, you have nothing to aim for. Yeah. And that's where I think people get in trouble. It's like if you don't, it's it's not even like the people use that word manifestation. It's not manifestation. It's actually like the firm belief that you already are that thing living that way. And that's what gives you the target to get there. And I think like you have to have tangible practices that will lead you to that point, right? Like if, for example, like I'm manifesting a collaboration, like a co-brand collaboration, like I can't sit on my couch all day. Like there's shit I have to do in order to make that happen. Of course, this is where people really fuck up is they they think it's just like they can manifest in their mind. It's going to happen. It's like, no, you got to do the shit. How did we even get, like, I can't remember the moment we decided to do this. What was this? So I actually remember very specifically, like what kind of led to this. So it was one of our, I think it was our second call that we had. So once you guys invested, like we would have our calls every month, which you don't need anymore. You're good. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can reach out whenever you want, but you don't need it. You're well, good. I still remember that specific conversation where you were like, Sif, traditional influencer slash brand partnerships are so boring. I feel like the future is brand and influencer co-brands. And I was like, this was two years ago. This was two years ago. I still remember it so clearly. I remember where I was sitting and I was like, she's fucking right. Like we got to do a co-brand. And like, I just like, it had to be with you because I feel like our brands have like so much in common. You, when, when, when we were thinking of like who the array girl is, like so much of you came into my mind because I was like, this is not just a wellness girl. You know, this is someone who has a life outside of their wellness practices. Like that is our array girl that like, yes, she has her morning routine. Yes, she cares about her lymphatic drainage and she cares about like her meditation or whatever, like mindfulness practices. But she's also someone who goes out to have a margarita at night or go out with her friends and like Like have a life tonight. Uh, Us tonight. Exactly. And so like, I remember like it was that conversation that like really sparked it where I was like, this would be a really cool collaboration product. And I mean, I think we're both really about upgrading our morning routines. And I feel like this was just like the perfect product. All right. Think you know diamonds? Probably not as much as you think. Over a billion years old, the natural diamond is still very much a part of the present. Our engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate a win sparks a lot of joy, obviously. But did you know that the stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? So from Canada to Africa to Australia, the natural diamond industry has transformed local communities from which the diamonds originate with healthcare, education, and infrastructure over the last two decades. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so much more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. That's naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. The diamond industry has undergone significant positive transformations over the past 20 plus years. To learn more about the stringent ethical standards, visit naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. Visit naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. I have learned all about magnesium on this podcast, and it is really one of the most important supplements to take. And I've learned that through interviewing a lot of scientists a lot of people who are in the supplement industry, and even Andrew Huberman. So if you're going to pick one, magnesium would probably be one of my top three. So if you're going to pick one, 
I would say magnesium. I'm a big fan of magnesium. I like to take it at night. I find that it really helps support muscle relaxation, recovery, and also it just like calms my nervous system down. The one that I take is the Advanced Magnesium from JS Health Vitamins. I originally got introduced to it because I had followed Jessica, who owns it. She's an expert nutritionist forever, like probably for 10 years. And I invited her on the podcast and she came on and talked about her specific magnesium that she has. It's actually from Australia and they're known for super high supplement standards. And the magnesium that she has has three magnesiums in it. And it's like a very advanced formula, hence why it's called advanced magnesium. What I've done is I've habit stacked it into my nighttime routine. So I just know at night when I do my body sculpting and my pink ball sculpting, when I'm winding down, when my red light's on, when the 528 hertz goes on, that I pull out my magnesium. And I have to tell you the main thing, though, that I've noticed is just like a better sleep. They're also famous for their collagen, which is great for skin elasticity, and their hormone and PMS supplement. So if you're in the market for a magnesium, you should definitely check this one out. Of course, we have a code for you. Go to jshealthvitamins.com skinny. Jessica gave you code skinny for 20% off your order or first subscription order. They have all kinds of supplements on her site. It's jshealthvitamins.com skinny. This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, eBay has you covered. I am a fan of going on eBay and finding really great designer vintage coin purses or wallets. It's been like a thing that I've been doing, and I love using eBay because I know it's actually authentic. There are a lot of sites that are not authentic, and eBay is not one of them. They literally make sure you're getting the real deal. All you have to do is search, and you can just look for that blue check mark, and it will say authenticity guarantee. So it sort of like takes any pain points out of shopping for designer online. They also have watches, they have jewelry, they have shoes, they have all the good stuff and the best designer stuff. So I actually bought like a baby blue Celine little wallet situation. I use it as a handbag. Sometimes I'll put it in a big handbag. It's absolutely beautiful. It came in crisp, stunning condition. And I know it's real and it's authentic. Every stitch, sole, logo, and every inch of it, they're making sure it's the real thing for you. I also love how they're so committed to the process. Like they have meticulous experts who are so passionate about making sure that your goods are authentic. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. That's ebay.com for terms. That's ebay.com for terms. Well, what I think is so great about Array is like it's holistic, but it's not granola. Mm. Yes. And that's why I think it resonated with me is it's not like it's not so... um, I don't even know what the what's the crunchy. I don't mm-hmm. know. crunchy granola. It's it's not it's not simple and done before. Yes, but but it's also there's practices from uh, traditional practices from mm. a long time ago that you guys have pulled through. Yes, so, but it's fresh. Yes, and modern. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, yeah. it's kind of. Like I'm not a, saying it eloquently. But. No, you you are, and uh, like that was the whole thing that there was so much in holistic wellness, which was there as like ex- like as answers to our 
day-to-day issues, but it was very convoluted and very complicated for consumers. Like personally for me, I remember when I got into like the holistic world, I was so, I was so overwhelmed and there was no like simple chic. There was none of that, you know? And I remember going into like places like Sephora and I was like, this is so easy for me to understand that I need this for my under eyes or my hyperpigmentation or whatever I have. And there was no answer like that in wellness and let alone something that was like beautiful. So people would actually want to use it. And I have a life, you guys, like I want to eat the pasta and I wanted like answers to not feeling like shit. And And it's, it's crazy, guys. The level of unregulation in the supplement industry is just absolutely insane. And so, you know, even today, majority of these supplements, they don't work. They make crazy claims. They're, oh my God, the claims. Yeah, they're, they're we saying saw one. Shit you not. It was for money manifestation. A money manifestation supplement. Literally. I swear I will send it to you guys it's afterwards. Crazy. We like circulated. Our it next was- co-brand. <laughs> yeah, my- like, Wait a minute. That's a good one to do with Michael. <laughs> Michael, that's your... Oh, no, in so, another- so, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Oh, I have God. to know about the supplement regulation. So what's an example of something that we should be like, like knowing? This is okay. This is maybe not applicable to the regular person, but I'm going to tell them about the crazy rhinos. Okay, Sif? So <laughs> this is insane, guys. Okay, there's this, there's a product. We, we met this Chinese guy in one of the expos and he's selling crazy rhino pills. These Have pills. Have you guys heard of this? I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but <laughs> is this part of the rhino dick? This is for the yes! rhino dick. <laughs> yes, Michael. Lauren, listen, I read. Far and wide. Don't Michael me- takes rhino dick. <laughs> Michael, Carson, no. Carson, get rid of the rhino dick no, pills in my no, office. No, do not. <laughs> Just kidding. Michael, this this pill, okay, it cost them $2 to make. They only sell it at petrol stations. Okay, they sell it for $14. And this thing gives you an erection for 14 days. But hold on. They, they claim it does or it does? No, it no, actually it does. No, it does. And they say it's it all natural. Have you tried it? Hold on. Hold no, on. Not you guys, they claim it's on day 12. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell you guys something. If I had an erection for 14 days, I would be freaking the fuck out. I'd be pissed off. That's I'd be like, kind of hot. Let's go on of a trip course. for no. 14 days. No, it would not be fun. I would. I'd, Wait, is it Viagra? It's actually. It's, no, so no, they guys, say it's all natural, but it's laced with Viagra. No, it's laced with like bad Viagra. It's laced with all. And then the, the ingredients on the back say all these different like Say all these natural Wait, things. Wait, hold on though. So you could be just an average Joe yes. going to fill up your car at a yes. petrol station. Yes. And you're like, hey, I'm going to try this rhino supplement. And yes. the next thing you know, you're running around hard for 14 days. For 14 days. days is nuts. <laughs> I would be having a and fucking meltdown. And the package says nothing about bagger, nothing about lace, whatever. It's got lace. It's laced with all kinds of shit. Literally, my friend told me that they come they come to the hospital because it's 14 days. Well, of course. We, we need to go pick up my kid at school. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, yeah, exactly. And my friend had to cut the base of the dick to bleed them out so the dick would become soft again. It's crazy. And then stitch it back up. Oh, you know what I love about Michael? <laughs> I will minute. say one thing I love about my husband. My husband eliminates all distraction. Like there is there is no rhino dick for him because he just does it all of he's like a person like a horse with blinders. He eliminates all distractions. So I don't have to worry about cutting a hole in your penis to let the the, blood come out. Have you ever seen that movie like Yes Man? Is that what it's called with with Jim Carrey? Yeah. yeah. I'm the fucking opposite. No, I'm the no man. I want to I think people don't say no enough. It's like a big compliment because going out to dinner after podcasting. Guess what? With you two excited. Yeah, well, of We're course. I'm ex- so excited. No, I'm excited. Well, he does not do this often. Let's no, no, no. Go, because- to go. No, he'd be like, no, 
He no, was like but, so excited. He's like, sip and niche. Weston got in on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, So no, but here here's the thing. In in relation, I think this like wraps in everything. Again, I mean, I don't know about this horny rhino dick thing, but that <laughs> that's what it's called. But that seems extreme and I would caution people against it. But I'm gonna give you a little sprinkle again. <laughs> going back to focus. <laughs> so that's a transition. I think that so many people just get distracted with so much shit in life and they can't focus on anything. And as soon as something gets tough or challenging, or as soon as something they get met with a speed bump, it's like in order to still feel like a success or feel like they're productive, they jump into that other thing to distract themselves from something that's either not working or something they shouldn't be paying attention For to. Sure. And, I, and again, as a compliment, I think what's so crazy when I see what you guys are doing now compared to the last conversation is this has been so fast in such a short period of time. And I'm well aware of the resources you had and I and I wanted to end that with asking you, after that conversation, what were the first things where you started putting wins on the board? Where it's like, okay, this is actually going to be something. We okay. So I think going back to what you said, I think pe- you know people really underestimate what they can do in five years and overestimate what they can do in three months, right, or f- five months. Yep. And and for us, when, when we like, so when we got the money, immediately we knew we like, we had a plan for exactly what we wanted to do. We went in when you, got said, the, when you first got it, when people invested, when people invested, okay. like we, we went to raise money with knowing exactly what we wanted to do. Like the company was already doing well. We wanted like fuel for the fire. Right. So immediately we like, okay, we want to hire very specific team members because Sif and I can't hire interns anymore. So you want to level up the team because your company's is, is as good as your team. So level up the team. That's number one. Number two, we invested heavily in things that really matter to the brand. So we wanted to, you know, up our creative. We really wanted to up the people that we were dealing with in, in terms of partnership. We want to work with better people. We wanted to be able to work, guys, even with like celebrities. And this is a story behind how even Haley Bieber ended up investing in the company because of these efforts. So we just leveled up the people, leveled up the investment in the things we're doing already just to like really do better in those things. Yeah. So it sounds like when you got the capital, you knew specifically what you were going to use it for. And a lot of people just think, Hey, I need money. And then I'll figure it out later. Like you guys it's knew really smart. Time. Yeah. And the thing is guys that like, I think a lot of people feel again, that they need to raise all this capital to get a business started. I think with us, because we refrained from raising money for like a year and a half. Okay. Like we were really like, we knew what was working in the business and what we needed to invest money into. And I think that for new founders, it's like, don't get distracted by those headlines about like who raised what, like stay in your lane, really figure out what is resonating with your audience. And then when you're going out to raise, it's just better conversations. You like, it's just so much easier. You know, guys, we have not even told anybody that we've raised money yet. Like like, there's not a single headline headline about Nish and Sif, founders of Ray, go and raise X amount of money. Like Like, nobody's ever said that. Like, like Haley Bieber is one of our investors. We could have, you know, done like press around that. We we just chose not to. Like, and, and the reason is because we're thinking about it. We're like, if you announced it, what like what positive effect does it have on the business apart from making Stiff and I look really really cool? And like, it obviously gets other investors really excited. But we care about the consumers. Like, there's I feel like a lot of founders care about what the other founder community thinks of them. We care about what the consumers think of us. This is. So true. I'm going to say something that I said behind the scenes on the podcast right now. I was talking to a PR company and they wanted me to do a dinner for influencers with my new product launch, which is what every founder does. Not shitting on it. I get it. You want to get all the influencers with the dinner 
And this is actually going to pull back to the butcher's daughter. You want to get all the influencers out, sitting at the table, have the product, have them posted on Instagram and do a story. So basically, the influencers are using you for free product in the dinner and to maybe get a brand deal. And then you're using the influencers to get social. And I said to the PR company, I said, I don't want an influencer dinner. If I'm going to throw a dinner, I'm going to throw it for the community. And I'm going to invite the community to come interact with the product because the community at the end of the day is one, in my opinion, incredibly influential and it's way more organic. And I want to give back to the community. I would rather have a dinner with the people who have supported me. I'm not, to be honest, I really don't, I almost kind of think it's a waste of time to just placate to influencers because that's the box you're supposed to check, which brings us to the Butcher Daughter event that we're doing. We are involving the community, exactly. which we didn't even have this conversation. We're just both on the same frequency of like, how can we do something that integrates the consumer? This is exactly like, I think part of the problem is that people that are running companies, all the, a lot, many people just look at what other people have done. Like, okay, that's what I need to do to be successful. And they're not actually in touch with the person that they're actually trying to reach. Yes. And I think like this goes back to, you, you guys remember last year, there was like a de-influencing trend, right? Like where people were like, oh, like influencers that like, just like people are pissed off. And I think the reason was because brands had poured so many marketing dollars into just influencer marketing that they had completely neglected their consumer. Also remember, social media has changed. Like TikTok has democratized who the consumer, who the, who the influencer is. Anyone's influencer. Everyone's an influencer. Everyone's influential. So like, how can you not treat your consumer like an influencer? So I think for us, like it was, and I like, it was really important for us to have something that involved our, our consumer because you know, everybody says this, yeah. but we actually put our money where our mouth is, right? Like yeah. literally made a lot of our budget, a, yeah. a huge percentage uh, of our budget, chunk of our budget, majority of the budget. It's not just budget though, that you guys do. And it's not for me, it's not just budget. It's time. Yes. So sure. like, like, you know, if I get to meet someone in person, like I'll, I'll go an extra mile of sending them a card or a book. There's just ways to like serve the client. Agreed. And it's, it is of, of course the budget, but what you guys also do well is putting in the time and the effort taking the Polaroid. I know you guys do events all the time. We're doing an event together for the community. I think like it's, it is budget, but brands also need to realize that it's time and it's effort and the efforts can't just be towards making money all the time. Yeah. Because here's what I've learned. People talk in person. I know people don't understand this, but people go to happy hour with their friends and, and people's brands reputations are on the line, in my opinion. And they're talking, kids, girls, whatever, are talking to each other and they're talking about the brands offline. And I think that that's missed and there's a missing piece to it. Yeah. I remember, again, like when we first started talking, Lauren, you were like, Sif, you know, I'm very much over brands just pouring all this money into just like influencer content. Like, why don't you focus more on content from your community? That's what I'm doing. And I was like, this is what I call like smart and like ahead of the curve because you were thinking ahead before other brands were following suit. And like, I think Lauren, something you've done really well is put your audience first. Like you started doing it with your blog. I still remember where you were like, I follow girls within my community, not just other influencers, because I want to see what they're up to. And I think like that's the lens that brands need to think from, you know, like you need to know what matters to your consumers and how 
they can feel like they're a part of your brand too. I think brands are, are spent too much time focusing on how they can serve the influencer as opposed to the community. And to me, I actually think it's more valuable to see my product out in the wild yes, and how people are really interacting with it than people that I have paid to do it. And I will tell you, my favorite content that I've ever seen posted is someone who bought my product and really loved it and went on stories or TikTok and talked about it. It's so much more rewarding. Yes to a founder, in my opinion, to hear a real, honest, authentic review of someone who's just fucking obsessed with the product than someone who's been paid to say it. And, you know, I think the focus with brands moving forward needs to be more on the people who have already bought from you and less on just putting budget towards influencers and throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. There was, there was a time in New York, if you remember, we were crossing the street and one of our customers in the car yelled out, was like, oh, cool. oh my God, are you guys Nation Sip from Array? I was like, yeah. And then we freaked out. We were like, this yeah, they is... They were like, we love your we product. Love your I'm like, how do you know us? They're like, is that plenty of fish? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you look like him, but your muscles are so big. <laughs> Wait, isn't it plenty of niche? It's oh, plenty, plenty of niche. niche. <laughs> but you know, it came from plenty of fish. It I came up with that name because oh I was like, this is hysterical. That's like, so you've got to be plenty of niche. <laughs> Maybe we need to do like a plenty of niche, like um, like another Instagram account. That's something funny. That's the next brand. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I have a, a unrelated question, which I feel like we could go down the rabbit hole on, on business topics. But for you two personally... Okay, so when we met, you guys were doing this, Mary, but like, I, I know it's not easy to run a company as a married couple all the say. time. <laughs> how do you guys navigate that dynamic now? And how do you know when to disconnect? I, I don't know if there is a way to disconnect. Yeah, like, but- are you having sex talking about data? Dude, it's, you know, okay, you know what's so funny, Lauren? Is on my personal top five, I'm like, I need to give Sif 100 orgasms this year. Wow, 100. Yeah, 100. 100. <laughs> Michael gave me 100 last night. Listen. <laughs> Whoa, uh, rhino. Uh, rhino You're dick. definitely on the rhino. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the rhino dick. No. Um, it's actually Michael's company. <laughs> rhino dick. Um, no, but listen. See, this is important because I think, again, like, Lauren and I have to do, a, I, I will say, actually figuring out the working piece is, if you could figure that piece out, the other stuff in the relationship actually becomes, I think the working piece is the hardest thing to figure out. Yeah, I think, like, we... Personally, I have like certain boundaries and I think like one person needs to be more vocal than the other. So and that's me. Like, What are I'm, your boundaries? So at night, so we, we have different schedules. OK, I'm a morning person like psycho and he's a night person also psycho. And sometimes I'm he, neither. But go on. <laughs> you guys, he comes into the room like this was early days. Obviously, like we've cut that shit because like it was giving me <laughs> such anxiety. He'd come into the bedroom at like 10 when I'm trying to sleep. And he's like, OK, well, Sif, this is the operational issue. We're dealing. I'm like, I'm like out, out immediately. No, you know, what's even worse than that. And you'll I'm sure he's done this one is when you're in the room, you're so relaxed, you're with your Kindle, you're just like winding down. You have your iPads on, whatever you're doing. And they come in, but they don't say anything, but there's a heavy lumbering energy. <laughs> Let me, so it's like this. So yes. It's like this. Everything's quiet. I have my 528 hertz on, chimes are being, and it's this. <sighs> <laughs> Shit. Yes. <sighs> you got gotta do this thing tomorrow and sometimes it's it's just pacing yeah 
pacing. I'm like, get the fuck out. Yes. That's worse to me than talking. Yes. The, the heavy door slam. The shit makes me, when he says shit, I'm like, I'm out. I don't care if the house is <laughs> running down. And it's like a trigger. I'm like, get the fuck away. It's, it's, and he's saying shit because like, he dropped the hanger on the floor. I'm like, get the fuck out of well, my Well, there's room. a bigger issue than the hanger, but it there's all There's clearly a bigger yeah, 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 issue yeah, yeah, than the you hanger, guys. They want to talk. Like, they want to talk. Like, you're, like, trying to do something on your phone or something, and they're like, are you really <laughs> listening to me? We're going like, to have to turn down no, your mic on I'm this episode. Listening. You are blowing out my eardrum. I'm not listening to you. I am not listening yeah, to you. Yeah, so I have, like, boundaries where I'm like, no. When I'm in bed, we are not talking about work because... I, it impedes on my quality of sleep. My deep sleep is interrupted, okay? Like, I track that shit on my aura ring, okay? The anxiety is not it. But what and if he wants to talk to you? What if you want to talk to him about it in the morning? I, I'm not just going to wake him up at 6 a.m., which is when I'm up and he's snoring, being like, <laughs> hey, Nish. He needs Nish. mouth tape. He's snoring? No, I'm a, I'm a snoring guy. Okay, this guys, is a lie. I don't guys, know. He, I haven't recorded voice notes, swear on my life. It's breathing. I'm just breathing, Michael. No, we can't be breathing out of our mouth. Okay, well, we can't be breathing out of her mouth. Fine. I'm gifting you, you okay, mouth. Fine. Yeah, I think I have mouth some. Can I have some mouth you have to sleep with mouth. Okay, tape. fine. There's no mouth breathing. For real? There's no I've mouth I've learned breathing. sometimes in a no, marriage. No, I'll tell you offline. There's no mouth okay, breathing. Fine, fine, All fine, you fine, have fine. to do to trigger your wife is just breathe. <laughs> it's just how it yes. goes sometimes. <laughs> yes. You're consistently triggered by my breathing. You guys, this I have crazy. Well, if your mouth breathing, I believe me. So I took voice note recordings of him snoring in the morning. Anyway, I'm not going to wake him up when he's like, this tape is mouth shut. Oh my God. Yeah. So you guys have the boundaries, but. No, Michael, look, this, okay. Yes, there's certain boundaries or whatever, but we are not plugging out from this, like our company. Like we are consistent. Let's just be real about this for a second, right? Like when things are going this fast, you're consistently mm -hmm. in it. Me, on, me and Sif are so, so deep in this right now that we, we love it. Like we can't get enough. We are consistently rolling with adrenaline. Like we are, we're in it full time. We're talking about this all the time, the good and the bad, but like our life is, has, you know, 10 X in all aspects in the last two years. Like, how can we not be happy about everything that's happening? Well, this is, this is what I think an important topic because initially like Lauren would try to, not to pick on you, Lauren, but you would try to do this thing where it's like, we're going to separate the business part of our life from the personal part of our life. And I kept trying to say like, the business is our life. And, and so is the person. It's all, it's all one big thing. The same parent. I think this is where couples need to really be thoughtful. Like when you, when you decide to get with someone, are you aligned in the kind of life you want to live? Like, I don't want to unplug all the time and talk about butterflies and rainbows and stuff like that. I, I want to talk about I the stuff that I'm doing. I am not talking about butterflies and rainbows, but whatever you're no, but you know, I don't like, know what the fuck. I don't, I don't want to talk about what's going on at the PTA meeting at school. That's not the kind of dad I am. I want my kid to have a good time, but that's just not me. Like, so I had to, you have to find a person that's aligned in the life that you're building to be happy. I am someone who travels a lot. And I'm constantly trying to be healthy when I travel, but it is a struggle. But leave it to the Westin Hotels to fix this issue. Okay, you guys, first of all, they have over 200 destinations around the world and they're committed to all things wellness. So what they've done is they've made travel an opportunity to actually enhance your well-being. They have like this whole situation that's dedicated to move, eat, and sleep well. They even have a Weston workout fitness studio. It's equipped with state-of-the-art equipment and you can customize your workouts while on the go. They have like Bala products that you can borrow during your stay. They really thought of everything. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear. 
It's all available on On Demand through Weston's Gear Lending Program. You should know they also have Eat Well. They have Weston chefs and craft design dishes to keep your well-being in mind. So they've really zoned in on portion control. They think about nutritional balance. They're just committed to helping you eat healthy, nourishing meals. And lastly, they have Sleep Well. This is all about recharging your body and mind with a restorative sleep. Weston's even has a renowned heavenly bed. So they really thought of all the things health and wellness-wise at Weston Hotels. There's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well. So you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. All right, there is this sleep pack by Momentus. I heard about it from Andrew Huberman and Michael started taking it. And at first I was like, okay, like this is Michael's like new thing. It is absolutely amazing for sleep. It's like this little packet and it has three natural ingredients, okay? It comes with magnesium and there's three different kinds. I feel like I'm going to flub the words, (laughs) but it's L-threonate, L-pentagon, and L-theanine. And basically everything in this little sleep pack is helped you to achieve a restful and rejuvenating sleep experience. The supplements that Momentus does are like 10 out of 10 and I tried it. I couldn't believe it. It was like my sleep was so deep. So I fell asleep faster. And also this is so weird, but like the sleep depth (laughs) was like a deep, deep sleep. I also felt like it really supported relaxation and like going into a sleep. So then we got to interview one of the founders of Momentus and I found out that they are so meticulous and intentional when it comes to sourcing ingredients. Everything is third-party tested. So it's no surprise that someone like Andrew Huberman that's really well-respected in the supplement industry is obsessed with the sleep pack. This is what I would try for Momentus. They have a lot of different products. I also like their creatine. They have like a collagen peptide, but you got to try their sleep pack. I know you guys are going to DM me about it. Visit livemomentous.com slash skinny and use code skinny at checkout. You get 15% off your first purchase. That's livemomentous, M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com slash skinny. Use code skinny for 15% off your first order. So say, for example, we have date night or like we have something that we're doing, which is like to connect with the two of us. If we're talking business at that point, like we're not talking about something that has like gone dreadfully wrong. Okay, like if we're in the middle of a shitstorm, like we've been dealing with it all day, all week, all month, that time we'll still talk about the business if we need to. But it'll be like something we're excited about, like, oh, like this is what I think will really move the needle for us next. Or like, this is the thing that I'm focusing on, which is like really exciting versus like the things that'll drain your energy. So I think like, even though the business is always top of mind, like I think certain things will just drain you of your energy because like, you know, there's like operational shit going wrong all the time, you know? Of course. But you guys both seem really aligned though with your overall vision, not just business. It sounds like your ambitions in life are aligned. Yes, Yes, absolutely. You know, this nice woman, and I'm not going to put her on blast either, wrote me this message. I showed it to Lauren Mm -hmm. and it was basically like, hey, you know, I wanted to ask you, like I'm in this relationship and like she's super ambitious, but her partner's not. And like she wants this stuff, but he doesn't. And she says, is love enough? And I just bluntly responded, I said, absolutely not. It's, it's not. not. It's not enough. You're not going to. I go, at some point, you're, he's going to become resentful of your ambition and you're mm-hmm. going to become resentful of his lack of ambition. Not that mm-hmm. one's better than the other, but like that's. And I was like, it's just not going to work out. It's just, you're, you're not aligned in life. My trainer, Brent, t- told me that he has trained so many couples uh-huh. together. 
And he says that they either really thrive together because they're both on the same page about their fitness goals or one gets in really great shape and the other one sits on the couch and drinks beers or watches reality television. And he says most of those marriages end up in divorce that he's seen. And I thought that was interesting because you could apply that to all aspects. Everything. It's true what Michael's saying. You can get resentful if one of if one of you is like so driven and wants this for the business and the other one's like, ah, I really just I, don't care. I think care. the same thing can happen with children. Say somebody wants to have four or five children and they want to raise a family and that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And another person's like, I really only want one. It's like, you, yeah, you can yeah. complete this balance. Yeah. I, I think yeah. like yeah. that alignment is incredibly important. And I think like, you know, your business, like what you want to do with your life, like that's pretty major. Like that's not just something to sweep under the rug. Like Nish and I are so aligned with like what we want to do, like in terms of like work, in terms of the vision that we have for our health, like the expectations that we have as like for like self growth. And I think if you don't have that, like, I don't, I don't know what you're connecting That's on. That's for sure. But Seth, also, I think one thing you and I do really well, especially more recently mm-hmm. is we have found things that bring us intense amounts of joy independently. Mm-hmm. Like both of us are so excited, completely independent of each other. That's healthy. To just like, have a good time in our lives ourselves. Like for me, for me, that's been like getting a personal trainer and working out all the time. Like I cannot get enough going to the gym for the one hour a day where we have a plan. I'm trying to, you know, dunk right now. So like I have this whole thing that I'm trying to do and it's like the most fun I'm having by myself. So that's one of them. The second one is like travel in general. Like I'm Those just- Those are things we all do together. No, I, I know something we do together, <laughs> but like it's just sometimes you also travel kind of, like I want to go to Toronto to hang out with my friends. Yeah, you yeah. hate Toronto as an example. But, I don't hate you know, Toronto. I'll go to Toronto alone. I don't care. I'm having a great time to in Toronto. Toronto together. And you're complaining the whole time. Is that point. <laughs> you're complaining the whole fucking time. This is, you know. What is your interest outside of niche? Read. Read. I love so to read. so boring. But no, yeah, whatever. Not. I love it. reading. What are you reading right now? Okay, honestly, guys, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm rereading Harry Potter Ugh. all That's over crazy. again. That's not crazy. We so I, like, this was like my favorite childhood book, obviously. It has been like five, six years since I last read it. Then I was at a dinner party and this girl, Sophie Elkis, I don't know if you know her. So she's, she's yeah. Okay. So congratulations she, to her. She just got married. I oh, know. Congrats. Her wedding was beautiful, but she was like, we both love books and we were just connecting on it. And I gave her a book recommendation. She's like, Sif, do you know what I just read? I just reread Harry Potter. I went home. <laughs> that very night, the the way I downloaded all those five books. So anyway, I'm rereading all of that. You and know what then, is? People think it's weird to, like to reread books, but they re- they rewatch movies all the time. Exactly. Also, from the nonfiction side, I'm finishing up Made to Stick. So love that as well. It was a great book, and I, I know you guys are a big fan of Robert Greene. I'm obsessed with Robert Greene. Obsessed with art history. So like those are my things that I like. What is on Made to Stick? So it's a book on messaging and certain like how to make sure that whatever message message you have around your brand or like if you're a founder or even like an employee that like you're speaking to people in a way that like they understand you because the thing is that I think the, the like one of the central cruxes of this book is like the curse of knowledge where if you know a lot it's hard to distill it down and like dumb it down for someone who doesn't know and have that context And I think like people lose other people when they're messaging something, when they have all this knowledge and they assume that the other person does as well. So this really like teaches you how to speak to people in a way that they'll like understand it no matter what circumstance and context they're in. I'm obsessed with this situation that you just said. I call it long in the tooth. Michael, don't just, it's what I call it. I know it's the wrong saying, but I call it long in the tooth. Long in the tooth means old. I know, but when someone, (laughs) I'm coining this new thing. You're being long-winded. No, I like call it long in the tooth. (laughs) 
I think that when someone is long in the tooth, you're saying I every saying you guys are going to steal this saying. Trust me, you're going to be saying long in the tooth means. Old. I know, but I'm making up my own. Okay, context tell, tell to me it. you're new. Okay. What long in the tooth? I've never heard of this. So this to me, this is Lauren. <laughs> long in the tooth, Lauren TM. Yes, okay. keep going. Long in the tooth is when you get on a Zoom call with someone, and they take 45 minutes to explain to you something that could be wrapped in a bow in a minute. Yes. That's long in the tooth. Long in the tooth when you're an investor. Don't. This is no, no. On, let long me just, in the tooth comes from horses' teeth growing so long, which indicates age, Lauren. I'm saying that it indicates too long winded. So no, that is. I like it. it it's, yeah, catchy. It's, it's catchy. Long winded is. I'm going to make merch that says "long in the tooth." <laughs> no, but but another long in the tooth situation. Oh my god, <laughs> this is wild. We're just changing English. Is this is this if we're going to use it in this context? This is a little bit long okay, in the tooth. First of all, I'm trying to get my message to stick. Okay, long in the tooth when you are pitched something about a brand. Have you ever been? You've been pitched to invest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When someone takes. 25 minutes to explain their brand to me. It's done. I'm like, if you can't explain to me your brand in a minute, go back to the drawing board. That is long in the tooth. No, that is long winded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That's going to call Nish that, tomorrow and be yeah. like, that Zoom was long in the yeah, tooth. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the definition of long in the fucking tooth. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God. Tell you, there's nothing worse. Okay. Like, People like I, I, I speak to like just younger entrepreneurs a lot and they're like, oh, well, like, how do you distill your message? And like, how are you so clear about what arrays? I was like, we can talk about what arrays in 30 seconds. Like we can tell you in 30 seconds. And like, that's something that we had to refine as well when we started going and doing. Yeah, pitches. I mean, it's not even just erase it. I think this is actually so funny. We were just talking about this, even with the team. Like it is your job to, when you talk to the team. Like this is a skill to have. And it's actually a really difficult skill to have where everyone's talking about different ideas. And it is your job to direct the conversation in the piece that really, really matters. Mm -hmm. So everyone's talking about a problem. You're distilling the most important problem that requires time to solve. All the other problems can be solved outside, offline, individually. But when you're together, you're all, everyone's thinking of something and it is your job to direct everybody's thoughts into the one problem that matters and be like, okay, guys, this is the actual thing that matters. Let's go and solve this. Everything else is simple things that you can solve on your own. But that I, it's, a, it's a really difficult skill to have. The majority of the you people you gotta I've, strain the pasta. No, no, mm -hmm. The majority of people that I've let go in my career have been they just they Love don't know the how proverbs. to get to the point. Right. Like, they don't know how to deliver a message. Right. Those are the majority of people that I've fired in my career. Is people that just don't know how to get to the point and waste time. Because here's the thing: nobody can understand. Everybody loses interest. Nobody wants to sit and hear it. Right. It's just people really, really need to understand in an email, in a conversation, in a meeting. Like if it can be. Like if if you're sitting there and saying I need 15 20 minutes to get my point across then you haven't thought about the the best delivery yet. Yeah, getting oh to God. the point is a skill. It's a skill to be practiced and refined and edited and to me it's a sign of high intelligence because if you're not getting to the point there's two reasons to me. If you're not getting to the point you're being self-indulgent. You want to hear yourself talk just to, to, to just talk. The other one is that you're not doing your job. So what you're doing is you're talking and talking and talking, but doing and saying nothing at the same time. So you're trying to overcompensate for a lack of a good job. Or Those just, are the two reasons that people overtalk. Or you just don't understand the concept well. Or, and yeah. then a long-winded email, like you're taking someone's time. Nuts, yeah. I like, I tune out. I'm <laughs> like, crazy. how am I supposed to read this? This is like a novel. And it's so esoteric sometimes. Do you want to know what like is orgasmic for me? If anyone wants to email me, just send me an email with a subject line. Love. Oh. Oh. Love. Oh. <laughs> the dream. Love your blog. 
Love Done. Layla. <laughs> Perfect. I think there's, I think like, well, not long in the tooth. You know, animals communicate without <laughs> oh this long winded, long, not long they in the long tooth. They long in the tooth. Right, you don't, you, people just, you know, they, they overdo <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a skill set that everybody could work on. Okay. You know what's not long in the tooth? The morning cleansing drops that we are launching together. Oh my God. La Depuff. I could not be. <laughs> Wait, that Lauren, a good one? can we talk about this for a second? Tell, tell people what this is. Okay. So the reason I'm going to made to stick this. The reason that I love Array is because I was taking a lot of the elements in Array separately. So I would buy the bromeline. I would buy the dandelion root. And I was like putting these things together. But with you guys, you get all the things for bloat in one. So one, I really love that. Two, I am a person that likes to sex up my water. I always have done this. You can go back to my blog like 13 years ago. I love adding to my water because I'm going to drink water anyway. So why not habit stack it with something that makes it better than it is? Optimization. And I have always wanted to do something for depuffing. I run Puffy and the brands just merged. The synergy of it all, it's literally perfect. So we have a tincture launching. It's pink. It's beautiful. You just put a few drops in your morning water. You could add lemon if you wanted to. You could add it to a smoothie. You can add it to tea. It's delicious. And it's actually incredible because not only does it depuff because it has anti-inflammatory properties, it's also really rich in antioxidants. It also supports liver health, which is really like the center of detoxification in your body. So the number of benefits that this thing has, and if you start your morning routine off with it, it's just like it, it starts things off on the right foot. Like you're, deto- you're detoxing, you are de or de-inflaming. Is that, is that a word? Yeah, you're kind of de-stressing the inflammatory markers in, yeah. in your body. And then it also actually really helps with the uh, bowel movements. And the whole thing is done in tincture form which is a really effective, easy mechanism to kind of get into your body. And the, it, the product tastes amazing as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's I'm drinking like, it right now. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's Is it bad I have it before we go to dinner? No, no, it's, no, no really it's, good. Good. it's good. It's okay, really good. I like it when I'm hungover. I think it's great when I'm hungover. Mm-hmm. I have had it every single morning. I told you guys this off air. I have enjoyed it every single morning. I'm drinking it right now. I really like it in ginger tea. The taste to me has hints of raspberry, but it's a little... It's very like herbal, exactly, which I like. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be some sweet sugar no, added no. bullshit artificial Zero. gross. And the ingredients are organic dandelion, organic lemon balm. We also have a little organic yellow dock, fennel extract, and organic raspberry leaf. And every single thing is designed to depuff, to debloat. And I have to say, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. This is not a bottle that you're shoving in your medicine no. cabinet. I'm obsessed it with is the bro- so bottle. It's, cute. it's like, it's actually, it's gorgeous. It's just, it's, I'm so proud of this product. Like we are so excited about this. Like, I think it's gonna, it, like people are gonna love this. It's so natural. Oh. <laughs> Too excited. That's the energy. Do um, you hear that? When we, w- oh, by, <laughs> when we were launching this, we also have a very limited edition kit that we're having. Oh my God, Lauren, this is crazy, okay? When you have the Le De Puff product, the, the bitters, the drops, and then also the the ice roller. The face looks so smashed. It's wild. I know. So I obviously have depuffing tools. We now have this co-branded product together that makes so much sense. And then we decided to do a kit 
the menage a trois. The menage a trois. Am I pronouncing it yes, right? Yes, that was actually that's perfect good, pronunciation. That one she nailed. The, <laughs> the menage a trois kit. And it is the ice roller. It is the bloat supplement that I've been obsessed with for the last three years. And then it's our new co-branded morning cleansing drops. And I feel like that's going to sell out in like a day. So <laughs> it is. It, this is exclusive, you guys. It's going to sell out. I'm buying like 20 for my house because I literally want to take it for the rest of my she life. She does that. We, she buys the, oh, something like. Yeah, because. Yeah, I buy my own. Yeah. What do you mean? I buy my own like, stuff. If you're a business owner and you're not buying your own product, then you're and your product's not all over your house. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah it's course. true. That's of course. It's very true. true. Okay. So yeah, I am buying 20 of this. The menage a trois kit is so, so cute. But I want to say this too. Since this is going to sell out very quickly, what I would recommend doing is getting a lot of the menage a trois kits or a lot of the morning cleansing drops and giving them as a gift. I agree. It is literally the most cute gift. You could wrap it in adorable paper. It's perfect to give. Like, I feel like the ages of like 21 to 45. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving this to my mom. Like, yeah. I mean, she's going to give it to her friends. Like, it's cute. It's very and cute. And the thing is about the, the cleansing drops, they fit in a stocking. So you could also put them in a stocking. Mm -hmm. And then the kit is like big and pink and cute and adorable. I'm so proud of this. Like out of all the co-brands I have done, this is so exciting because there is so much history. I'm such a fan of your brand and I'm so excited to be affiliated with it. Where can everyone shop the kits and the drops? Array.com. It's going to be on Array.com. You'll see the first thing on the website. Yeah, that's it. You guys can use code SKINNY for 15% off. Array.com. And we'll be doing a lot of like social stuff so you can see what it looks like. It's very chic. And can we do a giveaway for one yes, menage Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. All you guys have to do is follow at array.co mm -hmm. on Instagram and tell us what you want to hear more of. We'd love to know. Wellness, health, diet on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. Rhino dick. You know. <laughs> Rhino dick. Don't be long in the tooth. Thank you guys for coming on. Pimp yourself out and tell us where we can find your podcast, Sif. All my social media is at Sif Hyder and my podcast is the Dream Bigger Podcast, part of Dear Media. Right. You can find me wherever podcasts are found and you. You can find me at Plenty of Niche. Not to be confused with fish. Not niche. to be confused. It's very different. With an underscore. Uh, I'm mad yeah, at whoever owns. That, it's the person that shows up. But uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and uh, that's where I'm most active in TikTok. Just a note, I'm going on Sif's podcast right now. I don't know what she's going to ask me. It's going to be wild. really fun. Yeah. You guys are so crushing it. Go awesome. listen there. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Wait, do not go. We are giving away three La Depuffs. All you have to do is tell us your favorite takeaway from this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick, and three of you will win the new tincture. You're going to love it in your water. Of course, you can also go to Array.com and shop the new collab.